You're listening to Peeking Around the Curtain, a weekly podcast for the general flying public and as well for flight crews that enjoy humorous moments and stories from the flight attendant's point of view. This is my third podcast. My first two episodes are under the podcast name Peeking Behind the Curtain. The first podcast is about the training of the flight attendant and the second one is about their first flight. The reason for the name change is that passengers are always looking around the first class curtain as well as pulling the curtain back and peeking around into the galleys. It just seems more factual. The stories will be about these topics. Commuting to and from work, briefings, boarding passengers, in-flight service, landings, debriefings, layovers, traveling on your days off, and using those non-rep passes. These stories could have happened to me personally, might have been told to me while sitting on the jump seat while waiting for our slot to open, or overheard at a ritzy wine and cheese tasting. In this episode of Peeking Around the Curtain, can jargon cause you to lose your job? First class, sink or swim, is trial by fire fair? And how glamorous are those hotel layovers? Well, let's talk about the jargon. Here are the terms that I learned from the training. Let's start with the letter L. Layover, leg, legal rest. To my surprise, when I made a hard copy of my pairing, the first leg has nothing to do with flying, but you're traveling from one airport to another airport. I read the word limo for the first leg of the trip. I asked a supervisor, what is this a limo? that's in the pairing and where is it found at the airport? This pairing shows it leaves at 4.45 in the morning, uh, tomorrow morning that is, and I was lucky that I read the sequence instead of just skimming over it. How would it have looked after just completing a check ride and flew a turnaround just to have a no-show by my second flight? The supervisor's answer was that the limo is just another term for transportation. She also gave me the name of the company and that the company's name would be on the side of the vehicle. Where do I catch the transportation at the airport? Well, sir, that will be in front of baggage claim. And I asked, well, it leaves at 4.45 in the morning, so uh, this is a narrow body flight, so do I need to be there at 3.45 in the morning? And she responded, aren't you good at asking all the right questions? But the times are built into the schedule. Just be there no later than 15 minutes before scheduled departure. Anything else? I responded, uh, I guess not. But I should have asked but that should have asked what this transportation vehicle was. Oh anyway, we started the trip as a crew, which was fortunate for me. Because if I was working it as an extra, I would have been on my own. And what does an extra do? All they do is they jump around from flight to different flight and all the flights are guaranteed to be full, or else they would need an extra. Anyway, I do not know if I would have been able to make the van ride, never mind making, never mind getting to the airport. First, LaGuardia today is nice and bright. However, when I started, LaGuardia was not only dank and dark, but was under construction. The lighting was pointed more toward the airport and was not lighting at the curbside. There is no way I could have seen the writing on the side of the vehicle. The vehicle I was watching out for anyway was an actual limo. From a distance, I could see some of the crew walking up, and we all introduced ourselves. And I mentioned that, what a way to go in style using a limo. These girls were quick and agreed with me, and the captain had a strange look on his face, but who really knows, or how can you tell in the dark? 
After the girls were shining me up a bit, I felt that Jan was about to tell me the truth when the first officer said, Yeah, it's going in style, alright. Well, this will come back to haunt the flight crew later. Then the flight engineer said, Ooh, I've spotted the limo coming around. That was no limo. This was a van with a name on the side, and it was faded. Like I said earlier, I would have missed this connection altogether. The van is blue with little dents everywhere, and the driver didn't wear anything that had the company logo. But I just followed the crowd. They seemed comfortable with it. The van had four rows of seats, but the driver said that he would need that back row for our bags. I felt for the, felt for the driver because the seat backs were set high, and he was pushing the bags over the top, and they would land any kind of way on the other side of the seat. After we got in the van, put on our seatbelts, I said to the crew as, as a whole, I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you all had enjoyable time at my expense. Should I be looking forward to any other pranks that one would, you know, with that one would do to a newbie? I heard some responses like, thanks for that. I was responding, I was wondering how I was going to stay awake waiting for this limo. In training class, we were informed that first class usually goes one of either two ways. It is the most senior or the most junior position. It goes senior for flight attendants that like to work in small groups. They are usually comfortable with the elegant service or they are looking for a husband either in the cockpit or a first class passenger. Yes, it is the industry's dirty little secret and it happens. And the other side is the senior flight attendant doesn't care to serve the cockpit. They are not comfortable with the elegant service. And lastly, the loading coach is light, <laughs> while first class is full. Well, being junior, first class was wide open for me. And I pleaded with them, with the crew. I said, I'm new here. I, can I build up to it? And Jan said, oh, you're in luck. We are a senior crew, and one of us will be keeping an eye on you at all times. It won't, it won't be that bad. We'll smooth the passengers to where they'll love you. But in this service, we're going to let you make those mistakes first. If you make any mistakes, that is, uh, this method will teach you faster. And if there is a better or faster way of doing a particular task, we'll let you know. And you will drastically improve your first class skills. It's all about repetition. I said, well, there's a silver lining to all this. I believe that first class flight attendants uh, serve the cockpit, their drinks and meals. And Jan said, I believe they do. We got on the plane and put our luggage away and, and did our pre-flight. Jan told me not to open anything under the countertop, but I could do whatever I wanted from the counter skyward. When we were ready, she opened the fake panel doors to reveal the removable cabinets. It doesn't matter whether the fake panel doors slide across the face of the cabinets or if you get the ones that lift and then push over the fake panel doors. The tracks will get dirty over time. Jan was showing techniques that help in the opening and closing of these panel doors. Basically, just as forcefully, be careful. When you notice the fake panel uh, doors getting stuck, get your trusty club soda, and we all know we, we use club soda on everything, and some first class linen, and it goes a long way to temporarily fixing them. Then write it down in the logbook so that maintenance can take care of the, of the issue. There were still a few times in my future that I had to do some muscling to make these slides work correctly in order to open and close them. Uh, Jan said, uh, I bet training didn't cover this. I said, uh, the handouts work pretty well. Jan said, well, we're going to play a game. Are you familiar with the game called Match? You know, where all the playing cards are turned up and you look at them 
and then you put the cards back on their face and you try to match the pairs from image by memory and she opened all the carriers and i looked to see where the supplies were after a few minutes she closed all the doors and then started asking where different supplies were by name and this was a good exercise in learning where things were for this airplane we were able to do this because we had time to kill before boarding them before boarding had commenced after the service was over we did this game one more time it made me feel more comfortable with the galley because of all the touching and feeling of the equipment as well as the repetition when it was time to feed the cockpit i set the trays up with their meals and i removed the little plates and i moved the bowls and i moved them askew jan looked at the trays and was wondering what i was up to i had a couple of plastic carafes and as i opened the door to the cockpit i dropped the carafes and made a good bit of noise and i said oh my god and i closed the door quickly i then returned with their pre with their preset trays that looked messed up and the guys weren't real quick to accept them. Jan was with me as I served them and she let them know that the only thing that was dropped were the carafes. Your trays are just fine, gentlemen, but your reactions were priceless and I know what I'll be doing on some future flight. <laughs> Back in the galley, Jan had said, what a clever idea. I wondered why those trays were set the way they were. So what do you have planned for us girls? I said, I'd get even, with, I'd get even for that demo equip sometime during this trip. However, I didn't do anything to the girls, and that's the way, you know, that's the best way to get even. Boy, were they jumpy for the rest of the trip. Uh, this trip had a 24-hour layover, so we would be staying downtown. Well, back in training, the instructors were telling us that we'll be staying at these four- and five-star hotels, and the conduct of the company, uh, what they expected from us. The students were all talking about the places they stayed on family vacations. I put in my two cents when I spoke. We, uh, we'd stay with family, and if not them, then a motel. Uh, but the best place we ever stayed at was a Holiday Inn. I got some remarks like, those days will be, will, will be far behind you, and things like that. At the airport, our hotel van was waiting for us, and guess what? It was a Holiday Inn. <laughs> it was a nice one, and what made it special was the swimming pool was actually on the roof. Me and the two other girls uh, went up to the pool to get some sun. And from time to time, would see planes coming in for a landing and I said to Jan with those planes coming in this place is gonna fill up fast we had a good laugh now were the handouts all that helpful they were for basic information but in the real world expect the caterers to change things up they don't do it on purpose it's just that they work for several airlines and the airline jargon that wasn't covered in training like any profession there are words that are special to them and you can't teach them all and you're not expected to know them all either. The longer you stay in a profession, the more words you will pick up on. I did learn that limo was added to the curriculum back at travel college. As far as the glorious accommodations, I dropped notes to my in my classmates' mailboxes that those days were not behind me and a Holiday Inn would be in their future. Uh, remember the Department of Homeland Security states that flight attendants are designated as first responders. Thanks for listening to Peeking Around the Curtain. Next week, learning the safety dance and the way to check out the passengers before takeoffs and landings. Remember, your comment card is attached to the in-flight magazine. You can email the podcast at pac747767 at gmail.com. Please write down your review and turn them in anywhere where podcasts are heard. Thanks for flying with us. Ciao.